0: Welcome to our podcast. She inspires. This is a podcast
1: created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. My name is Haley, and I'm Gina Marie. We're excited. we are here with Erin Anderson. We have her on Skype, and when we first called her, we were like, "Hi, we're excited," and she was like, "Excited should be y'all's middle name. It is, (laughs) and we love it. We love that because we
0: love podcasting. We do. We, I mean, every time when we're done, we're like." oh, I can't wait to do the next one, and that was so much fun, and it's just the best. It is the
1: best. We have found our second passion. Yes. (laughs) Our second passion in life, and so we're happy to be here with y'all continuing our Female Entrepreneur Series, and we're here, as we said, with Erin Anderson is on Skype with us. She is in Canada, and um, she is the creator and founder of Live Big Co., and we're so excited to be here because Erin has been someone that... um, has been super involved and is a part of the big power yoga community already by default, whether she knows it or not, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because she's been so highly involved in um, the creative process of developing. It's like all of our companies and passions and people who have, who have started at big as like a yoga teacher training and did teacher training together, our friends, Amara and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And then have discovered these other passions and these other companies they wanted to create. And, and Erin is such a gift. And so I'm so grateful that she's so ingrained in our company and I can't, I'm just excited to be here with
0: her. I know. Me too. So Erin, you want to come on? I'm excited. (laughs) She's excited too.
1: (laughs) Everybody's excited.
2: Yeah. It's our middle name.
0: Exactly. It's just our
2: it's in our DNA to yes. be excited. Why wouldn't we be?
0: I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And tonight we're extra, extra. So, will you just share with us? I about- want to know too. Where
2: Where what? are you
1: right now, Aaron? Where, yeah. Tell us where a- you bu- are. Give us the geography. About where I am, or about where I am? <laughs> oh wow! Aww. Here comes
2: a Canadian. i about. <laughs> Quite a few thousand kilometers north of you. So I I live in Whistler, British Columbia, Canada. And um, I'm on the west coast of Canada in a ski resort that isn't so little. It's um, a world-class ski resort, a lovely place to live. And uh, yeah, I've been living here for most of my life, actually. It's been a great place to be. It started out as a little ski vacation and it turned into a lifestyle.
0: Wow. I've been there multiple times. My family loves to go to Whistler and we always go in the summer (laughs) because we're not ski people and we love it in the summer. It's so beautiful. Like I have fallen in love with Canada first off and, um, it's just an awesome place. Mm -hmm.
1: Couldn't agree more. No,
0: it's, it's an
2: awesome place for sure. And it's a great place. I've got a couple of kids and it's a great place to raise them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what, I mean, one thing I've really learned from living in this community is I moved here when it was quite small and there wasn't a lot of opportunity or jobs really. And I started out in, you know, restaurant working and working Mm in the, the race department on the mountain and things like that. And I, I learned really quickly that if I wanted to make a, move or if I wanted to do something that, that was a little bit out of the norm, I had to do it myself. Mm. And one thing that's great about a small community is that I, I discovered that if I worked hard and if I, if I valued loyalty and if I produced and did good work, I got moved up the ranks really quickly. And I discovered that in a short amount of time. And not only that, but I've never once in my life been asked if I have a degree.
1: Mm, Mm. Wow. Because of how capable you are.
2: Fabulous. Yes. Well, yes. And, um, and also, I mean, this town is really built on chutzpah, you know, Mm. for, for a lot of people, it's,
1: it's, you know, different than a town that is really established Polish and Norwegian Mm -hmm. roots right now. Chutzpah. That's what I said. My grandma's (laughs) got to have a chutzpah. You got to have that little throat clearing in the back. (laughs) Chutzpah. Mm. Yes. Yes.
2: So it's worked well i've i've uh, I've enjoyed that aspect. I was never really a cookie cutter type of person. School wasn't really my my thriving place. I, it It certainly was in a social environment, but it wasn't academically. And mm-hmm. so when I moved out here, I realized that uh, if I wanted to make a life for myself, it was really up to me how good or limited it would be. And I mean, it just worked out that way. I I, I was blessed with some good parents who yeah. taught me that lesson, but, um, Whistler has been a great place for me to actually experience that firsthand.
1: Oh yay. Well, and that's amazing. Cause I mean, immediately I hear entrepreneurship right in that. Yeah. Like yeah. you learned that, you know, you put your mind to something and your heart in something and you work hard, you can develop and create truly anything. I'd be so bold to say a- anything. And so well, that I kind of you... bug people because they often say that if they say mm-hmm. that they're they don't like their job, I'm
2: like, well, then make your own. Yeah. And I, I, I sort of come by it like it's not that it's easy like easy work, but that it's absolutely possible. And lots of people will will find that to be quite annoying. Like you, you can't just say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it could be that my own experience has been um, I don't know relatively. Um, what would I say, Con- controlled or easier because I've stayed in this one town. Um, but I I now have a business where I only have one client who is Canadian.
1: Everyone wow. else is American. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, That's amazing. And I would even counter that, Aaron with you could look at the other side of it, you or whoever's saying this to you, too, is like it could th- that could also pose more of a challenge. And for that same reason, you only have this certain community to pull from. And I'm sure Whistler is a phenomenal one to do that in. And there's both sides of that. Totally. It's like being here, then there's there's limited resources. And though now in America and in the world, really, we have unlimited access to connection.
2: Absolutely. There's no excuse. There's absolutely zero, like I could get my little shackles up. There's zero excuse. Mm
1: -hmm. 0 Oh, couldn't agree wow. more. So tell us about what you created. Yeah. What you have created.
2: Well, um, <laughs> let me see. Where should I, should I start at the very beginning a la uh, yes. Sound of Music?
0: Yeah. Or, oh, yes. yeah?
2: or start must. where I am right now.
0: We must hear that. We must hear the beginning.
2: I won't sing. I'll try not to. <laughs> oh, I, please do. I've been known to. <laughs> so if I start at the very beginning, it's a very good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I mean, in terms of the, the what what is relevant. Um I, uh, so I, today, currently I own a a business called live big co and this business is really, um, well, goodness, it's right in your wheelhouse. So I'm, I'm focused on entrepreneurs and helping them get clear on their business and their brand. And then to integrate their, their life, their uh, lifestyle, their passion, their, um, their purpose, their values, their inspiration, all of that infuse that back into their business and their brand so that the two work holistically and connected together. That's not separate. Mm. Um, if you want to bug me, you could tell me that you want work-life balance. I'm, I just, I, my head starts to spin. I mean, what, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Another language it's there together. And, and that, that is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, so that's something that I have today. I'm, I, um, I consider myself to be, I guess, a brand coach. So I help people, um, navigate the, their decisions and, um, how to find clarity on what they want to be doing and who they want to serve. And I am also a graphic designer. Um, and so I'll often bring those brands to life visually. So that's the the business that I have today. And, um, I guess it's been an interesting circuitous route that, uh, did start here in Whistler. I have a good, a good brief story where I, one of my first jobs was at this very fancy brand new, um, timeshare, you know, those timeshare hotels, they're really big, beautiful kind. Yes. So one of those was, was built in Whistler. And I, I thought that's where I want to go. I want to go to where the new kids are and where the, the new stuff is happening. So I was young, I was in my early 20s and I went there to to go and work, and um, I they, they gave me a job. It was this random job. They said you can work in the office, and I thought, oh, okay, whatever that will be. So I mm-hmm. sat, and they gave me a desk, and they said, you know, here you'll pay these bills, and so I became this sort of office admin person, which is like the last thing anyone in the world would want me to do. It's not my jam. So I started creating newsletters and (laughs) tried to build culture and without really knowing that that's what I was doing. But I wasn't really um, meant to be doing that job. And and the job was really quite boring. So I walked into the um, director of marketing and I thought he was very snazzy and he was up to cool things. And so I walked in and I said, hey, um, Alistair, I'd I, uh, I'm really excited to learn and grow. And I'm, I'm, I'm a hard worker. I'd love to do more, uh, because I'm not doing enough right now. And he was barely paying attention to me as it was, he was barely listening to me. And so he looked at me and he said, wait, what? You're, you're not busy enough. You're fired. And (laughs) in that moment, I was like devastated. I had to go pack up my stuff and leave like right then tail between my legs, sad face on walking out like Charlie Brown. Wow. I got my ass canned and I, thankfully, if I look back at my the older self, I'm gl- I'm proud of me because I didn't take that lesson as don't ever ask for more or don't show enthusiasm or don't show chutzpah, you'll get fired. Thankfully that lesson wasn't the one that I learned. The one that I learned was <laughs> that I got to keep asking. So, um, right. the upside of that was that I met a woman who is the graphic designer uh, in-house, and I approached her and I said, hey, I'm hard worker and I want to learn more and I'm curious about what you do. And thankfully she had a different attitude and she said, well, why don't you come and watch me work? And I, I thought that sounds... Absolutely fantastic. So I pulled up a chair beside her desk and I sat there and watched her work all day and asked a few questions. And I mean, this was a long time ago. This is when, you know, pre internet, I mean, I'm going to date myself a lot in this conversation, but pre internet and pre, you know, the way things are, are done these days is so fast. Back then, it was a lot about floppy disks and film and things like that. So graphic design was very manual back then. So I learned from her and, um, uh, she thankfully took me under her wing and I ended up working with her for on and off for almost 17 years.
0: Wow.
2: So that one doofus just was like the greatest thing for me. Mm-hmm. I was so grateful. So grateful. I could have been a really good, really crappy office manager today.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, like what a lesson, you know, and um, or what, I shouldn't say that. What an insight for anyone right now even like to me at my age, looking back at past and being like, oh, I wish that had worked out or I mm. wish this or I wish that. And it's like, OK, or what did that close? Like literally the old I don't even know what that saying is, but like, you know, one door closed is a mm-hmm. freaking window open. Like you don't even know what's yeah. possible from from that. And like you said, you took it as OK. Well, I'm not going to listen to you, sir. And moving <laughs> on. Yeah, <laughs> because was- I didn't. I didn't cry for a day and a
2: well, half. Right. But, of course, you know. yeah yeah right. but it was it was a it was definitely a fork in the road and it led me to the perfect person and to this day uh uh she has an amazing um agency called origin design it's located here in Whistler still and um and they i mean she's still my mentor i mm. i still admire her and you know till my dying day she'll be my my first and one and only mentor that that uh that i well, I shouldn't say one and only, but she's definitely my primary mentor, mm-hmm. certainly in the design and marketing world. So I was really, I was really grateful to have that experience. So I stayed with her for for many, many years. Um, I uh, took a few mini breaks when I had a large uh, after a long relationship. I I broke up with a guy and I moved to Vancouver for a while. And when I moved to Vancouver, I worked on the Olympic bid. We we were lucky enough to be. The host city for the Olympics in 2010, and so I was um, on the uh, in the, on the team to to design the collateral for that bid. So it's a, a major book that that goes out to the IOC, and, and they look at this book, and the book has to really contain culture, and um, it has to contain everything about what the Olympics are here in Whistler. And so that was my job, and that, and that was a really amazing one. I was really grateful to have that experience. And then I moved back to Whistler, got married, had a couple of kids (laughs) like that. So, Uh um, after my second kid though, I, um, I decided that it was really time for me to, to branch out and go out on my own. And when that happened, actually, um, two kids in uh, probably a little postpartum depression, lying mm. on the couch, drooling one day, wondering what has my life become. I discovered uh, a website of uh, a boot camp yoga in Mexico, and I thought, well, okay, I'll do that. I thought it would be a kickstart to my yeah. life and and um, or a reboot to my life. So I discovered Baptiste Yoga in two thousand and when was that? Nine. And so I did my first um, yoga teacher training with Baron in two thousand nine, and didn't stop. I once I did my level one, I went all the way through to the end of <laughs> all trainings, oh,
1: all of the things, all, <laughs> all of the things. things. <laughs> yes,
2: I definitely was obsessive. I uh, I definitely was um, bitten by the bug, and uh, I opened a yoga studio in my home. And, uh, white gold yoga was born in 2010. And, um, and it was right around then that I was sort of, I guess, mad at, at graphic design. I'd been sitting at a desk for a long time. My body was really broken. It was really time for me to take a break from it all. So I, I, Stepped away from graphic design for actually a number of years, probably three years, and um, opened my yoga studio and became just completely socked in the head. I, I even admit that I stopped skiing. I stopped doing like a lot of things that I love because I was completely in love. I, I felt like everything that I ever wanted was in yoga.
1: Mm. Wow. we know that bug. We've yeah. been bitten.
2: Mm-hmm. I know. We,
1: <laughs> we know that one. <laughs> we
2: do. And That's why we get one. each other i know you know and that's
1: where i think too it's you know i think some of it for me too especially with yoga is i just get so much insight into myself yeah like i've gotten so much i've through yoga and baptist yoga specifically because that's the only form of yoga i was lucky enough aaron to to i shouldn't say luck. i was lucky enough to tear my meniscus running, <laughs> which then well. led me into a, I walked in, I like literally almost tripped into a Baptist yoga studio uh-huh. without even knowing it was around the corner from my house in San Antonio, Texas, AC power yoga. And it, it changed my life and uh-huh. I've gotten connected to myself in a way unlike anything else in my life. Mm. And so, wow. I can totally relate to that in that way. And that's why I, you know, Gina Marie and I both now teach yoga and are yeah. here teaching at big is that I just, and I keep coming
0: back to it. Cause on my mat, I learn what I need in my life. Yeah. Mm. And through my teaching, I, um, heal myself like uh, most times that I'm teaching in the room, I'm really speaking to me and, mm-hmm. um, That's just opened up a Mm -hmm. whole new world for me as well.
1: And there's a balance because there (laughs) is a balance. Yes. When I first started (laughs) teaching, I mean, I would lit when I first started, I was just so hungry to teach that I'd have like dinner plans and cancel my plans if I got an opportunity to sub a class. And I had to learn really quickly to prioritize and to balance and to keep that connection both to my community, my family, my friends and myself, even within yoga.
0: Yeah, and I would like to say that one time Haley subbed a Glow Flow, which is a <laughs> 10 p.m. class. Fun. And I was like, she has lost her mind. <laughs> She's
1: lost her mind. She
0: has, because we we, we just don't even go to
1: those well, classes. Well, Gina Marie is in bed by 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Oh, yes. Preach.
0: Uh, Aaron, it <laughs> feels so good. So good. So going to wake up, ready to rumble, get the day started. <laughs>
1: That's so you of. had your studio, Erin, and then and where did that go? Where did that lead you?
2: Well, so yeah, so the studio actually, um, well, in yoga, Baptiste Yoga. Oh, wait, where did the studio lead me? Um, I would say that Baptiste Yoga. Wait, let me say it like this: the mm-hmm. studio has been, and I, for anyone who's a regular student at White Gold, just pardon this analogy, but White Gold has been an amazing opportunity for me to. to experiment, test, um, push myself, push the limits, try on new things. I, um, I would learn something and immediately teach it there. I, I just felt completely, free Mm -hmm. to do whatever I needed to do, wanted to do, um, felt that they, that they either needed and even beyond that. I mean, I I learned pretty quickly that Baptiste yoga is, um, an all in kind of thing. And that's really when it started to work for me. Like when I started to water down my yoga classes and open the window and not turn up the heat, that's really when I would look out the window and wonder if anyone was going to come. It was very sad days. But then when I owned it and really like uh, uh, appreciated the practice and uh, delivered it solidly and, and unapologetically that's when people started to really flood in and so this little studio is like a tiny little space and we just pack it we just jam people in there it's like mat to mat to mat to mat to mat and people are sweating on each other. And it's great. It's an amazing, um, space for community to, to come together. And one thing that I, I really have my eye on in this, in this town is that there's a lot of transient people coming in to work for the season or, they're here from Australia or they're here, you know, on a, I don't know, a, a two year stint. And a lot of them are pretty lonely and disconnected. So coming into a yoga class is definitely one, one way I know that I'm solving that problem for them because it's definitely not, as you know, it's definitely not a shy, quiet, you know, meditate by yourself on your mat kind of practice. It's an in your face kind of practice. So that really suits me and it suits my personality and, um, I've, I've been blessed with some great people who've gone through my teacher training and they, they carry the torch and they keep teaching at the studio. And so it, it hums along and it's, it, it, it in and of itself has been an amazing space for me, like you said, to discover myself and my own voice and my power and my contribution just by showing up and, and doing it the way that I know to do it and with all cylinders firing and with zero apology and nothing held back that's when people really really appreciate the practice in that full expression so that that part has been wildly developmental for me like wildly it it is the best it is it blows toastmasters out of the water it <laughs> it's the best public speaking forum i know
1: yeah couldn't agree more wow and and you're right it's you know That's what we found it big. It's like just unapologetic, like unrestrained, authentic connection. And Mm -hmm. it's getting up in front of people. And and for me, and I know Gina Marie and I have talked about this a lot recently, because this is what we're working on in our teaching is just being vulnerable. It's Mm -hmm. what we're working on in our lives, in our life. With this podcast, mm-hmm. with everything, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to splat, here I am. Yep. And 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 it's just going to, you're,
0: you're going to you take me because I'm going to make you mm-hmm. and you're going to, you know. And it may be too much for some people and we don't care. Right. We're still doing it from morning to night. Um, <laughs> we're showing up exactly who we are and ready to share. Yes. <laughs>
1: and I love that about Baptiste Yoga too. And that's why I, mm-hmm. I connect so much to it is for yeah. that reason that it's, you just show up and that's what I'm a stand for. And that's what I want everyone else to be a stand for. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I've discovered is wildly unique about my studio because it's so small is that the energetic field is so heightened. It's so um, tender in a space that people are literally mat to mat, but also facing each other. There's no hiding. There's no back row. There's no corner. It's like two rows of mats facing each other in a one little tiny room. And then me or mm-hmm. my teacher or whoever may, may, be there. But so what I find th- that that has been also quite developmental is that I actually, um, I absolutely agree with you that you've got to be out there and just putting it all out there. And one thing I've, I've noticed in my space because it is so small is that I can see how my words land in these bodies and I can see the energetic effect that it has on them, both positive and negative. I've smeared the room. I've, um, I've made all the mistakes. I've, I've downward spiraled the room. I've, um, I've absolutely inspired the room and lit up the room. I've dragged the room out of like the doldrums and into more energy. I mean, I can see it in a small space. So I I've actually really, um, been forced to craft what I say, how I say it and in what energetic language I'm speaking. So I have to say that that's been a very potent experience.
0: Yes. What a learning. Yes. Mm.
2: And self-imposed learning. When I say there's no excuse, I mean, there's no excuse. (laughs) You want to go to school, you want to learn Then give yourself a lesson, (laughs) (laughs) make it happen.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Get right in there. Do the work. I mean, talk about Brene Brown right now. You know, it's like get in the ring, Mm -hmm. get dirty, fall down, get cut Mm -hmm. and just get in there. And that's really what teaching yoga is. I remember right before our teacher training that we did at Big, there was one distinct part in the training where I stood up and I remember being like, Learning to teach yoga is a lot more complicated and challenging than I thought it would be. Yeah. And going into it, I had no idea. I just had no idea.
0: Was okay, just people- call a pose. Yeah, they just <laughs> go out there, they
1: call <laughs> some poses and they do their thing. And, and that's one way to teach yoga. Yeah. And to effectively connect with and and um make a difference for a room of other humans really take something mm-hmm. so much more so much more mm-hmm. oh that's phenomenal i love this i we, love this for myself we
0: need to come to your house we, we need to yeah. go to
1: your studio to your house <laughs> we need to go to west i want oh. to be that
0: facing people
1: i do too <laughs> i'm ready for it Oh my god. Well,
2: I mean, I am making it sound a little more homey than it is. And thankfully <laughs> it's it's it used to be a suite in my house and it uh it was it wasn't the most rentable suite, so we just ripped out the kitchen and threw down some hardwood floor and it's got a separate entrance. But yeah, it's 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 been um it's been a journey that has uh, kept me humble for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and kept yeah. me absolutely in the game. One thing you said that, that, um, made me think of something I heard, uh, the, I think it may have been Brene Brown. I'm not really sure. It's something like, if you want to criticize me, you better do what I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Better get in the ring. Yeah. She yeah. says, I'm not interested in your feedback mm-hmm. unless you're in the ring with me. That's the part. That's mm-hmm. the thing. So yep. that's why,
2: I mean, that's one thing that I, um, I'm so grateful to Baron and the Baptiste community is that I can rely on everyone for being in the ring. I mean, 99% of the time. Yes. And there's always the odd, but, but, you know, in general, I know that if anyone's gone through this level of work and, and whether it's in Baptiste yoga or light year, you know, whatever, a very intentional deep dive into self work, work, then we know that there's just so much stuff that's been cleared out of the way. So you actually can get to a real conversation.
0: Yes,
2: And you actually said something that, that, um, really resonated with me about making an impact with people like you could teach a class sure but if you're really interested in moving people and making an impact then you've got to really dig deep into some deeper part of yourself that's way bigger than you ever knew
0: yes Yes. that's
2: the part that interests me Mm -hmm. and so yeah so yeah that interests me everywhere it interests me at cocktail parties it interests me at in a yoga room it interests me
1: in branding yeah
0: everywhere I want to
2: get
1: deep right mm-hmm. away. <laughs> well, and it's, and we've talked about that even no. with this podcast. Erin is like, once you go to that that place of conversation, there's no going back. No, everything else is just is it's just not as rich. It's mm-hmm. not as connected. And so the types of conversations that Gina Marie and I are interested in in these podcasts and just creating everywhere in our lives. There's no turning. We can't go back now. No. Forever. Elevated conversations. We're just moving forward. And so tell us, Aaron, <laughs> about, I want to know now about how did Live Big? Yeah. So you have right. all this going well, on, which all well, of this me, is amazing.
2: I'll, just, I'll share you that. Oh, thank you. Uh, but that um, but, uh, There's one little anecdote that when you guys, with your love your belly movement and uh, every cute picture I see of you two with your shirts up, it's so adorable. But there's one time that had me really realize that, okay, I can't go back to, you know, chit chat was when my teacher, Suzanne Conrad, who's the founder of Lightyear um, Leadership, she had this way <laughs> of hugging that if you have levels of hugging one's like the light little fluffy tap hug Mm -hmm. on the back you know hug and then level two hugging is you know a good like squeeze and that level three hug is like you can feel the keys in the other person's pocket like Mm -hmm. you got like thigh to thigh and then Suzanne took it to like level 25 where she lifts up her top and you put your belly to your belly that's her way of hugging oh
0: my gosh I love it we love it we need to take a picture like that we're doing Uh, it
2: you can steal it. You can just give her credit. It'll we be We will we'll
0: always give her credit. <laughs> we will.
2: I know. Just give her credit. But so that reminded me of that so I had to share. Love um, that. but so the beginning of, of live big co actually, I, I, um, th- th- I will forever and ever tell it this way that the one person that brought me back to graphic design was Paige Ellenson, who is the um, founder of Africa yoga project. Mm-hmm. She, um, she created Africa Yoga Project in 2007, and and if you don't know about Africa Yoga Project, listeners, go to AfricaYogaProject dot org, um, and it was co founded with Baron Baptiste and Paige Ellenson. Um, he came on in 2000 and I think it was nine uh, to do the first teacher training for a group of Kenyan uh, youth who were living in the slums of Nairobi and uh, had very little hope or possibility in their life, were you know drug dealing and pickpocketing and, and stealing just to, to survive and, and live. And um, Baron and Paige put them through a two hundred hour teacher training, which was uh, like completely out of the box, completely uh, not heard of. I mean, they were asking, "Is yoga a religion?" and and they would have to say, "No, it's not." And then they would say, "Well, okay, I'll do it." And even they, they really had no idea what they were getting themselves into. So um, I came across uh, African Yoga Project in my level two teacher training when I met a couple of uh, of Kenyans, um, Moses and Catherine. And I got to know them and heard their story. And I I want to say it like this. I didn't have that. Oh, God, um, first world problems. In fact, that saying really, that's another way you can bug me. I'm telling you all the ways you can bug me. But saying Mm -hmm. first world problems is a just it's an annoying thing. We all have problems with this period. And to categorize them is just not fair but it wasn't that it was more that I had perspective and a newfound perspective that I was very grateful to. And I was reminded of my ability to see people, um, you know, globally in different cultures and see them as, as people just like me, but also that they represented an opportunity for me to step into a contribution and a way to give back. And I knew that I could just in a small way, just by having yoga events here in Whistler. So I started this event called Yoga Jam Events and I would do them once a month and it would be a $20 donation. And we'd have anywhere from 30 to 90 people show up and we'd practice and play music and laugh. And and it was Uh, it was just a very different yoga experience for our community. And that was um, uh, the beginning of my relationship with Africa Yoga Project. But it definitely took a new level when I went there in uh, 2012. And I uh, went knowing and having an understanding that they had no brand or web presence or logo even. I mean, they had this sort of very rough, rustic um, website that barely worked and was full of blue underlined hyperlinks and things like that. And so I knew that I could help them in that arena also. So I fundraised for a a world class best in the world. I don't know anyone who's as good as her photographer. Her name is Robin O'Neill. She is, um, yeah, she is beyond an amazing photographer. So I brought her with me and she took a Ton of photos that are so moving, so touching, so um, so profound that that even if you've never been to Africa or have no knowledge of the of the project, you would have this visceral experience. So she and I went, and we we took photos and we planned out, um, you know, how to cover all the topics about what Africa project was about back then in, in 2012. And then I came home and I made the first website and I made them a logo and I made many, 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 many (laughs) 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 t-shirts. Every t-shirt you've ever seen that is an Africa yoga project t-shirt is came from my little laptop. Um, but it was my way on some of those, Erin. Oh, good. (laughs) Wear them, wear them. Well, you look cute in them. Uh, especially the crop ones. Show your belly. Show my yes. belly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was really uh, how it all sort of started again. And, and Paige was the one who's, who I, 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 I'll be kind of shy to say it like this, but she was, she was the one to say, you have a gift you have to use. Uh, like, it's like, um, Someone being a dancer and not dancing. Mm-hmm. And that's how it felt uh, to me at the time was that I, I was a dancer, not dancing. And so she she really inspired me to put a, an ability and a skill to use for something that I, I was passionate about and believed in with all my heart. So all of a sudden I had this newfound love for graphic design and I felt Mm -hmm. like I was making an impact. And I felt like there was, that I was majorly contributing to the growth of this, of this organization that I really cared for. So I, I had that, I have heard to thank absolutely. And I have the experience of working geez, I kind of want to say it like this. Like there was zero pressure. Like Mm -hmm. anything I did was amazing. There was zero pressure. And so I worked really hard because I, I think that humans love no pressure environments. Like, yeah, I think that there's something about that. Like just to have the freedom of expression and to do it my way and the way I, I liked, there was there was just something really effective about that. And so, and also productive. I was so productive. She never nitpicked. She never, she never said, but could you make it like that? She never, never, mm-hmm. she was so grateful. And because of that, we just got so much done. It was amazing what we got done in a short amount of time. So that was the start really.
1: That's incredible. Oh, I love that story. Oh my
2: God. She, she, she's like the, she wins the crown for best client.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I'm sure. Well, yeah. She's, a, she's wow. one of
1: the best humans. I did level two with Paige. Mm. When did I go to level two? Last year? Last year. Last year. Um, and it was one, I mean, one of the best weeks of my life. And That's for nice. the reason that you're speaking about too, Erin, is there was, I had a very like physical, again with Baptiste yoga, I'm very physical and very, real experience of like freedom, like full mm. body expression, freedom for myself in ways that, and you know, Paige, when she leads, she brings, like, she brings pieces of Africa with her. Cause it's just in her heart. And mm. so we danced and the community and the movement, even beyond the yoga was, um, indescribable. I came back just it, a whole new level of a human. Mm. And so I can imagine Getting the opportunity to work with her in that way is is magical, life-changing.
0: Yeah, well, and it's such mm-hmm. a gift when someone can allow you to be free. I mean, it's, mm. it's such a gift. And um, I love that you had that experience and that you could then reconnect with something that was uh, inside you, you know? I mean, I think so mm-hmm. often... Um, I grew up as a singer and, um, for a while I wasn't singing and it was really, really hard on me. And it almost felt like a, a piece of me had kind of, had kind of died. And, um, I've only recently have been singing again and I, okay. I feel the same way. I feel free. Mm. And um I would love to hear you sing. Oh my god. She has an amazing I love to voice. Sing for you I <laughs> so um I just anytime anyone can find that freedom again and find that connection again that expression, I am just mm-hmm. all on board. I think it's it's so healing and rewarding.
2: Wayne Dyer says, Don't die with your song stay still in you.
0: Mm. <gasps> oh I've never heard that. Putting it on mm-hmm. the Instagram. He,
2: He has a he has a daughter. He's passed now, but his daughter is uh, is a singer, and and she sings the most beautiful, inspiring, uplifting music. And uh, and he, it's actually what she said. I'm actually not even certain that it was his quote, Mm. but she has a song that is that "Don't Die (gasps) with Your Song Inside of You." Wow. Yeah, you have to
1: check it out. Looking that
2: up. It's it's just something to live by. It's. Absolutely. Yes. And it and it, it absolutely takes courage mm-hmm. to do that. But I what what I would say about the experience with Paige is that it it showed me what true collaboration is. Mm. Collaboration, what it is not, is um dictation or telling people, you know, to do things a certain way. I mean, listen, I work in the creative environment and I get told what to do all the time. And part of my, uh, my world is to make my clients happy. You want it blue? Absolutely. Let's make it blue, even though that's not the color I chose. <laughs> yeah, right. you know? and, and I got to get out of my way, my own way fast and mm. very, very fast. But the The real wonderful moments of collaboration, I tell you, I live for them. I live Mm -hmm. for them. And I've had, I've been very, very blessed with some collaborative moments that have been just so tremendous. But... I, so I owe it absolutely to the client, but I also owe, owe it to, um, my own set of values that I yes. value collaboration so much mm-hmm. that I, I feel that I've, I've had these amazing conversations with, with, um, Nancy Perry, uh, from big who, uh, when we're working on a, on a design and I'll present something and she'll say, Hmm, there's something not quite. And I'm like, yeah, there's just something not quite. And she, well, what if it was blue? And I'm like, What if it's blue and we make it blue and all of a sudden it's amazing.
0: Wow! So there's,
2: it's just something about that, that freedom around. I wonder what it would be like if. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder what it would be like if
1: I felt good about my belly. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I was just going to say, what a phenomenal question. (laughs) What a phenomenal question just to have and ask ourselves Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as opposed to the opposite. I like, think I feel like the opposite is the like oh shit what if mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and could could we shift it and be like oh what would be possible
0: if mm-hmm. yeah totally. In totally. I,
2: I, I definitely owe that to Suzanne Conrad. I, I mean, I, I did my, um, my certification for a light year with her. And so I've spent quite a lot of time mm. with her over the years. And, um, the, even the principle of depth and imagination has been such a powerful uh, tool for me to use to remember This never, you know, the never two options, there's always more than two. What's the third option? You know, always just bringing a depth and a width to all possibilities mm. and not seeing things as rigidly. So that's mm. been very profoundly helpful.
1: <laughs> yes, Absolutely. I agree. Something I always try to keep in mind too, because my personality can go into a, I can put myself in a lane pretty quickly. hmm with, like, you know, bowling with the little freaking bumper things. Yes. Up. <laughs> like, cushion, cushion me as I go down my lane. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to be able to, like, throw those down and let me just bounce across all the lanes. Mm-hmm. 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 Why not? Um, and so, yeah, I can totally relate to that, Aaron. And, and what I know from looking, you know, at your Instagram and from talking to people who have worked with you closely is, what you, I believe, have done a phenomenal job of and something for our listeners and anyone interested in creating something or starting something on their own is you have really defined your core values and right. what's and, and I guess your core values as a business. And I'd like to hear that from your side and like, you can correct me if I'm off track here, but like really defining your Well, core this would be a good test. Right? It's like really defining <laughs> yeah. your core values as a business and what's important to you. And then also... Who's aligned with, the, you know, also like who you want to work with, yeah. and making sure that both parties are aligned so that collaboration can get created. Really, mm-hmm.
2: that's right. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, so I, I have been very, very focused. Uh, I mean, of course, design and brand go together and always do and always have, but I, have been particularly focused on the brand side of things in the past couple of years. Um, I, I'm going to make a point in a second, but that, that really came from working with, I, I was uh, lucky enough to work with the Baptiste Institute for a number of years. I helped create that brand, um, really from nothing. It, it, it came out of, I don't know, out of the, uh, like an out of the can kind of, um, brand mm-hmm. and a, and a, and a look and, feel that just really did nothing, did nothing for the Institute. It really didn't communicate what they were and what they were about. And so I was given the task and the challenge to brand the Institute, which I, I took on with just all my heart and I put all my effort into that because I was also in love with it and, and believed in it so much and was immersed in the programs myself and living it authentically. So the, the branding aspect, um, of, of, So the design is one thing, like a logo is a 10th of it, maybe a hundredth of it, but it's all of the rest. It's the tone of voice. It's the style of photography. It's the use of color. It's the use of fonts. It's the use of, um, you know, the, the way that things are displayed, the, the layout of things, um, the hierarchy of, of messaging, all of those things play such a big role in branding. And all of that is nothing if it's not consistent. And so I, I really, um, I I would say I put myself through my own masters of branding by doing that. Not on my own. Absolutely. I was working very closely with the team and, um, and making sure that it was aligned with Baron and, um, but it, it was, um, a great challenge to, to determine what makes a great brand and what makes a brand really come alive, um, and stand out amongst all the rest of it. And I think that that the number one thing that I've learned from it all is that a brand, so that's why I was really interested when you started talking about my core values
1: Mm.
2: is that a brand is nothing. Um, well, I shouldn't say that a brand does not live in what I say it is. It lives in what you say it is.
1: Mm.
2: So if you were to go off and list my core values as a whole bunch of things that I'm not, I would have been devastated. I'd be like, (sighs) I quit. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to make sure that whatever I communicate is, is what I want you to, to know and experience. And then for you to be able to say that out loud. So what is this live big coat thing? I don't know. It does something about blah, blah, blah. You want to make sure that blah, blah, blah is bang on. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: my, my core values, uh, what do you think they are?
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great game. It's a good game. It's
0: I'm a good game. i out. <laughs> I mean, if I had to to reach out there. I was going to say collaboration. I was going to say um, um, community. I was community, collaboration,
1: fun. fun Integrity. Connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Authenticity. And like a um, like a, this is a very light year thing to say, Aaron, but like an own your peculiar Mm-mm. kind mm-hmm. of brand, like a you own you. hmm How do we do? So good. I'm smiling right now. Hundred percent. We went. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I I mean you actually even named a few that I I'm going to take on. I I love it. I absolutely value um you know collaboration. The um I I very much value let's see. I am not actually sure. This is new. This is fresh bagels. This is like um you said own your peculiar. I would say that I value owning it. Mm. So own it whatever it is, own your business, own your peculiar, own your love, own your, own your marriage, own all of those things. Like own it, choose it. I I mean, choice is absolutely a very big foundational aspect of the way that I work, um, and what I value, but, uh, I love own it. Own it makes me really happy. Mm. Yeah. So thank you for saying that.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, an interesting business to be in being in branding because I'm constantly working on my own brand while I'm also working Mm -hmm. on everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And that's something that has, has been new for me. I'm, um, I'm learning always. I'm, I always remember Baron saying, you're always a a teacher and a student, both sides of the hand. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that in yoga for sure. And I'm experiencing it now with brand and design. There's no question learning. I'm learning every day. Every day.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting. I've actually been thinking about this a lot because, um, growing up, I also did not excel in school and, um, school was really challenging for me. And, um, it wasn't until I, um, probably in my mid to late twenties, I really found a love and a passion for learning. And mm. now I can't soak up enough. <laughs> enough. And, um, And so I feel the same way, like Mm -hmm. I, I, and and I am not only a teacher in the yoga room, but I'm a teacher in the classroom too. And the things that I learned from those students, um, whether they are in fifth grade or whether they are a man in his mid to late forties, um, on the mat is just, I mean, it's completely opened up so much. Um, for me to discover. Mm.
2: But that really says something about who you are. I mean, that says something about your availability for learning. Mm. I I heard once something, um, speak as though you know everything, listen as though you know nothing.
0: Ooh, I love that. I love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And that's, that's definitely something to live by in this day and age. And like we talked about how everything is visible and that your, your channels for communication are endless yes. and your ability to be an expert in any field. You want to be an expert in dream catchers, then do it. You want yes. to be a dream ca- like a expert in home cooking, dog food, well, do that. You know, there's no excuse for, for not being an absolute expert in, in whatever field you want. And then the communication channels are just everywhere for you to share your expertise and to own it, to talk about how much you know and how, how good you are. I mean, that is that is one of our biggest hurdles. And I hate to say it, but especially for women to get over it, just get over it and talk about yourself like you're a pro. I struggle with it all the time. In fact, Amara and I were just texting earlier and I was like, God I feel like such a hack sometimes, and she was all <laughs> mad at me. Don't talk about yourself that way. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I. I would never ever say that, that I've got it all figured out, and that I'm you know up here and like owning it all. It's it's always a practice. Owning yeah. it is a practice,
1: mm-hmm. but I, I'm willing to practice it every day.
0: Yes, we are too. We are too. This That's been, it. Yes. That's it, listeners. Own it.
1: Yep. If you get nothing else out of this 45, 50 minutes, own mm-hmm. it. Oh Join my us gosh, on the Aaron. owning it
0: train. This has been phenomenal. Choo choo. Choo yeah. choo. We're going. Well, oh my gosh. Have- Thank you so much. Well, I would
2: love to invite you and also the listeners to join, talk about collaboration. I just started a Facebook group called the live big collab. Yes, And the, the collaboration is really a place for people to come and share what they're, uh, what they're up to as entrepreneurs, what they're dealing with, what troubles they're having, what, what challenges they're having. Because one thing I've learned by working with all these individuals and, and uh, entrepreneurs is that I'm always blown away Well, I'm always humbled that the things they don't know, Mm. we sometimes take it for granted that Instagram is so easy and lots Mm. of people don't know how to use Instagram properly or effectively. So this, this, um, collab is a place for people to share their expertise, but also a place for them to learn and grow. And so I've been posting little quickie tutorials and a few things that can help. And I'm really about the people who are ready to abandon excuse and who are ready to own their own business they're ready to rock it and own it. And they're willing to bump along and learn along the way. I'm absolutely a hundred percent for you. Those, those of you who are like that, I suspect Mm. you've got listeners who are all like that.
1: Yes. Yes, we do. And how can they find you, Aaron? How can they contact you? How can they keep up with what you're up to?
2: Well, for sure. I'm a big fan of Instagram. So live big co on Instagram, please go and engage with me there. And, um, of course the Facebook group, um, just ask to join the group. I'll, I'll for sure let you in. <laughs> and, um, and then also livebigco.com is my website and you can see a little bit more about what i'm up to there. I'm uh, I'm in the process of creating some online courses and uh and workshops and then of course i'm always taking one-on-one clients. And the one-on-one client work that i do is is absolutely um well bring your big girl underpants because it's <laughs> uh, it's not light and fluffy, that's for sure. We we go there. We go to places We get it all handled.
1: Good.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
2: So I'm, uh, I'm available for, for that as well. But I, I really want to acknowledge you two for not even waiting. I, I, I hope that this was, this all started from that one lady Gaga moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty
2: much. (laughs) Yeah. That was, a, that was a red hot moment for me, too, watching that and seeing that unfold on, on social media. And I definitely had a conversation with my daughter about it. So I'm really glad mm-hmm. that you guys took that moment and really made something that, that matters with meaning, and you are unstoppable, and you just keep going. And I love that you've even found a new avenue to go down with, with, um, with the she inspires. So uh, keep going. You ride that choo-choo train.
1: Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We're gonna do oh, it. Do it. Anyway. We're doing it, Erin. Thank you. This really has been invaluable to us, to To our our listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to make such an impact, and so we're so grateful for your time.
0: Yes, thank you. And listeners, we love you. We love you guys too. We'll be back soon. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.